Today is a bit of a different day. We've been working on a series here at Chalmers for the last few weeks called Hearing God. And the idea behind this series has been that we've been talking about how do we hear God in our lives? When we pray, is it simply that we talk to God like we're leaving a message on an answering machine? Or is there more of a relationship there? And if there is more relationship there, how do we tap into that? How do we work on that? How do we practice that in different ways? And so what we've been talking about first week, we talked about how we had to ask this question, does God still speak today? And so we wrestled through that, through scripture, and we realized that, that, that in scripture, it talks about how God, yes, still does speak today. Not only through scripture, by the illumination of the Holy Spirit, but also in other ways as well. Last week, we talked about if God still speaks, why do we need to hear? Why do we want to practice hearing the shepherd's voice? We looked at how in order to allow God to be functional Lord of our lives, for him to to call the shots and for us to be obedient to that, we need to be able to hear him. In order to allow God to be functional Father in our lives, we need to be able to allow him to comfort us, to console us, to guide us, and how we need him to give us life. And what we've been doing through these weeks is that we've been giving you some exercises to work on at home, and many of you have been working on some of those things, some journaling exercises. Many of you picked up journals at the front door. If you haven't yet, feel free to pick one up on your way out. Try some on. And if you haven't been here for one or two of those weeks, feel free to go back to our website and to listen to those again and to kind of figure out where we're going. Next week, we're going to be looking at how do we understand how God speaks to us through Scripture and can God speak to us personally through Scripture, not just uh, as a community. But this week, we're going to just take a little bit of a pause in terms of the teaching and instead, we're going to have kind of a testimony or a talk. All this hearing God stuff was something that was, was fairly fresh and new to me this last fall. And so I've been working through some of this for the last six months and have been talking to some of the key leaders of the church and some other people, key people in my family and my friends about this as well. And so Heather, my wife, was one of the people that I was kind of talking about this to. And as I was sharing with her that I was planning on preaching about this, she said to me, I think that I need to speak. Now, if you know my wife, she would never volunteer for that. And so we both agreed that that was the Holy Spirit. And to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, we said, yes, absolutely. Let's make sure that you get an opportunity to do that. And so, Heather, we're going to invite you to come on up and share with us what the Lord has put on your heart. Yeah, so like Brian said, this is, um, this is not like my favorite thing to do. Um, and, uh, and so I, I really do think that this, is, um, that this is something that God has just put on my heart. And, uh, and so I feel like somebody here needs to hear it. So if it's not you, you can be like, wow, that was great. Thanks for sharing. Um, but uh, um, hopefully there'll be something from here. Um, so... Just to kind of preface, um, so there's a Bible study that meets at my house, and um, one of the girls said to me one day, 
this is a big compliment, um, and she said that she really appreciates um, the way that Brian, and, like some of the stories that Brian and I share, um, because they're really awkward, um, which is very true. Um, and you know, like some pastors like to share, you know, like these grandiose stories of how God works in amazing ways, and um, and we like to share really awkward stories about walking into the grocery store and feeling like we have to pray for somebody and then feeling really awkward about it and so chickening out and anyways, but um, it's true. I have a whole lot of awkward stories um, and get ready for some of those today um, because, first of all, by sheer probability, if you have awkward moments, eventually you're going to have amazing stories of how God works. Um, and if we're not willing to risk being awkward and uncomfortable, uh, we're never going to see God work in amazing ways, and we're never going to grow. Um, and so there's no message notes today because I wasn't totally sure I would actually come up and do this, so I'm not as prepared. Um, but if you have paper and you like notes, you can write on your notes, um, be willing to be awkward. Be willing to be awkward. That is, that's the message. You can go home now if you'd like, but be willing, be willing to be awkward. That is, that is what I want to say um, and that's what I've been trying to do in my life, to try to have the courage to go for it, even if I feel awkward, and have awkward conversations, because sometimes God sends you to have awkward conversations, and um, we need to be obedient, because it's not about us, it's about Him. Um, and there so many amazing stories in Scripture um, start out with people being willing to be awkward. If you think about David and Goliath, like incredible story, right? But David's this little shepherd boy out in the field who hears that there's this like massive giant warrior taunting his people and nobody's willing to stand up to him. And he's like, yeah, I'll go do it. Like, no, don't give me armor. Don't give me a sword. I'm going to go with my rocks because that's what I do. But if you like picture, like, Get the Sunday school version out of your head and like just picture like there's this like little scrawny guy with nothing standing up to this giant giant and like that could have been really awkward. Like really awkward. No? Yes? Yeah? Okay. Um and in uh whoop, in the book of Matthew, um Peter is hanging out with the disciples in a boat. They're like going down the lake and all of a sudden they see Jesus walking on the water and the, the disciples are terrified because they think it's a ghost. And I'm actually going to kind of half read it. It's in um, Matthew 14. And again, if I was organized, it would be right there on the screen. It's not, so you can find it. Um, but Matthew 14, um, so they, they, they're scared. They see Jesus walking and they're like, it's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, replied Peter, tell me to come to you on the water. So can we pause for a moment and see that they, he goes from being terrified that it's a ghost. So his response to test if that's actually Jesus is like, yeah, tell me to come walk on the water. Because that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, it's not like, if you're really Jesus, tell me what we ate for dinner last night, or like, I don't, I don't know, like some other way to figure out, is that really Jesus? And he's like, no, 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 tell me to come out on the water. Um, like, how does he have the guts or the, 
belief to go out there. Like he could have just stepped out of the boat and like sunk, or like like that's not something he's done before. That's weird and awkward to be like, sure, I'm gonna just go and walk on water. Um, but that's what happens. Um, Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Um, immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And they climb back into the boat. The wind dies down and life goes on. Um, I guess that's another thing. Like, it was windy that day. It's not like it's, like, nice paddleboarding weather where it's, like, all, like, plain and, like, easy. It's, like, that's windy and scary. And you're, like, I'm just going to walk on water. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, like, Peter had the courage. Um, Peter had the courage to get out of the boat and try something new and uncomfortable. And he, t- he takes his eyes off Jesus, and he, start, he starts looking at the waves, and he starts to sink. Um, maybe second-guessing what he's doing, Jesus has to help him out. But before he does that, he's walking on water. And all the other guys are in the boat. Like, they're still in the boat. They didn't, they didn't look silly. They didn't, look, they didn't start sinking. But they didn't, do, they didn't have that amazing experience with Jesus. Peter was willing to get over himself and go and do that. Um, and, and again, that's my message today, is that we all have to be willing to risk being a little awkward and a little uncomfortable um, because often that's where growth is and that's how our faith is grown. If you think about like little kids, right? Like little kid learning to walk, like it's awkward. Like it doesn't look like walking. It's like, like I don't, it's just, it's awkward. And then like thinking about, I'm sorry if there's any like middle school students here today, but like sometimes that's a really awkward stage. Like your voice is changing and like your limbs are growing faster than the rest of your body and your hormones. It, like it's awkward. It's awkward. But that's how, that's what happens when we grow. It's awkward. And, but that is where growth is. Um, how many of you, to go personal, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you would say that you want to grow closer to God? or that you want to feel closer to God, or you want your relationship with God to be stronger. Like, think. But then how many of you are, like, if you were honest, are like, I want to be closer to God, but I don't want to do anything different. Like, I don't want to try something new. I don't want to, like, take God out of this little box that I understand God to fit in. In order to to grow deeper with God, we have to kind of look beyond that a little bit. We have to, we have to look in here and, and try to look at it in a different way and, and really seek. And it's, it's awkward. It's going to be awkward. Um, I'm going to ramble a lot. I'm really sorry. Um, so, hearing God. Um, I believe that God can speak. That, that part isn't new to me. Um, I've experienced God speaking at different times in my life and in different ways. Um, Brian talked about how God speaks to, to each of us in different ways. And, um, and it makes sense because like God made you. He wired you. We're all wired differently. And so God knows how to best get your attention and what's, how he's going to speak to you. Like, I am not a music person. And so I love like praying with people who are musicians. And they like all of a sudden, they're like, oh, I just like want to sing this song. And I'm like, I've never heard that song before. That's cool. But that's how God speaks, because that's the language that they know. For me, um, 
uh, like I'm pretty artistic and, and God often speaks to me through pictures. Like I often kind of get these images and a lot of times I actually really don't understand what they mean at first. And I find sometimes talking through it with somebody else or like looking through my Bible, like I can start to see how that picture comes into a bit more focus. Um, but that to me is a really comfortable way that God speaks to me. Um, God also speaks to me a lot through scripture and um, I'm really comfortable reading the Bible and praying and saying, God, I want to see something new. Like, teach me, teach me something from your word. And I'll read a scripture that I've read 1,000 times, but suddenly a different word is popping off the page. Or I read it in a different translation, and I start to think a little differently about it. And I believe that's God speaking to me through the word. And, um, yeah. Um, I think the thing that has really challenged me um, in the last six months to a year or so um, is that God can speak to us about really practical, everyday things. Um, God cares about the details in our lives um, and he wants to speak to us about them. He's like really smart and has lots of really practical ways that he can um, he can solve problems because he's God. Like, he can do that. Um, but I think before I always kind of thought, like, God is Im busy with important things and doesn't really care about this fight that I'm having right now with my daughter. Um, and so I wouldn't have thought, like, Lord, give me words to say to her right now, or how do I solve this sleep issue with my son? Or, you know, like, that for me has been really stretching to really try to take those really practical times with God and, and offer it to him and say, like, what, what, what do I do here? What is this, what is this supposed to look like? Um, last week, Brian talked about why God speaks, um, that he wants to give us assurance, that he wants to counsel us, he wants to guide us, um, and he wants to console us. But he can only do that if we listen to him. And that is really true for me, because if I'm really honest, I've been really good at praying to God and really bad at listening to God. And um, I struggle with anxiety. And so for a long time, like my prayer life has been me pouring out my heart to God and being like, this is going on and this is going on. And I can start kind of spiraling in like the things that are this close to my face. Um, and I kind of lay it all out of my mouth or my heart to God. And then I'm like, awesome. Thank you. I need to go race after a child right now. Um, which is shockingly actually how a lot of my conversations in life go. But, um, but I, really, I really don't take the time that I need to to actually listen to God's response. I kind of pour it all out to him, and then I'm like, peace, you've got that, great. As opposed to like, maybe he wants to speak something to that. Like maybe he wants to change how I'm feeling about that. Maybe he wants to give me some good advice that could fix my situation or help me deal with it better. Um, if I did that with my husband, you know, if, if Brian comes home from work and I'm like, uh, the washing machine broke and the kids are fighting and Eli has a weird rash and I don't know what to do about it and um, like I don't know what to make for dinner and I just you know okay bye like 
that is sometimes how our conversations go, but if that was always, like, like if every time I just went to him and I'm like, blah, 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 and then, like, peace out, do you, like, how would that feel to him? Like, he'd probably be like, I actually have some good thoughts on that situation. Like, I actually care about what we're having for dinner and I might be able to help with that. Or, you know, I could fix the washing machine or I know a guy, I'll call, like, you know, like, he, it's a relationship. We want to... We want to be able to communicate about that. And it's not a one-way thing. He wants to speak back. And I believe the same is true for God. Um, and so something really changed for me um, when I started doing the journaling technique that Brian has kind of been teaching about. Um, so basically, um, and that's why I fe- felt like I needed to share, because... Um, it's new for me too, and I wasn't on board at first, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But basically, the, the, the journaling technique that Brian's been sharing is to, to try to take a journal, and there's lots at the front door, um, and, and write out your prayers to God, um, and listen for what God might want to speak back. And when Brian first introduced it at a prayer meeting, like in like November or something, he talked about it, um, so journal, this may not help anybody because it's kind of small, but that's okay. Um, so he talked about it to say like, so you ask a question in your journal. So you take your journal and you write out like your initial, I'm Heather, H, okay, you put it in yours, and then you write a question, okay, question. The night that we did this for the first time at prayer meeting, um, he, we, he encouraged us to ask the question, um, God, how do you see me? So that's a really good one to just kind of like open up. There's no right answer to that. Like God sees you in lots of ways. You're not wrong and you don't have to tell anybody what he says back. Just so you know, this is your journal, not anybody else's. But um, he's not going to make you come up and talk. Um, but uh, so you write your initial and then you ask God a question, whatever the question might be. Then... You write down G for God, dot, dot, and then you listen, and you you sit in quiet, and you, you pray, and then write down whatever comes out. It might be a song lyric. It might be a picture. It might be a scripture. It might be, like, a word. I don't know, but the idea is that you would write down the answer. And my pen is dying, so this really isn't going to work, and that's okay. That's all I need to write. Um, so H dot dot, G dot dot. And then when God gives you an answer, you then look at it and say, like, what does that mean? So then you could easily go, your next question, what? Question mark. Um, and maybe God will give you a scripture. Maybe he'll give you another, another answer. Maybe he'll, maybe you'll get nothing. I don't know. But that's the idea. That's the technique. That's, so this is, we're going to call it the journaling technique. Okay? Journaling questions, whatever you want. Um, so go back to November. We're downstairs at the church, and Brian teaches us this method. And he says, I want you to, like, we're going to take half an hour, and I want you to try this. And he's like, or if you don't want to try this, he said, pick a psalm. Read through the psalm, pray that the Holy Spirit would just speak to you through that psalm, 
and then just spend your half an hour doing that. And I was like, perfect. That is what I'm going to do. Because this sounds weird. And I was like, my husband's weird. Like, this is, I, I don't know what, this is weird. That's not how I've communicated with God before. I'm not going to do that. That's weird. I'm going to go back to scripture and I'm just going to pray and I'm just going to say, God, speak to me through that scripture because that's comfortable. That's normal. Um, I wasn't okay with this. Um, and so then we like kind of start into the half hour and I'm like reading my psalm, feeling all good about myself and how God's going to speak to me. And I kind of felt like, I felt like, how, how do you think you're going to grow? if you're not willing to try something new. Maybe Brian was actually whispering that out loud, like maybe that wasn't from God, but I'm going to believe that that was from God, kind of pushing me to get out of this thing that I felt comfortable with and try this new technique. Like, what did I have to lose? Why was I so, like, scared? I don't know. So, so I tried it. Um, this is that night. Um, I asked the question in my journal, how do you see me? And I sat there, looking at my page for a really long time and praying and like, God, can I have a picture? Can I have a word? Is there something? Nothing. Uh, and honestly, like, nothing really cool came out of that at all. How <laughs> see awkward stories, right? Like, nothing, like, that's, like, I didn't have very much. And I just, I didn't feel like God said anything significant. It just kind of felt awkward. <laughs> but I tried it. Um... And other people had cool experiences. So at prayer meeting, after we had some time, like Brian gives the opportunity for people, if they want to share, you don't have to share. If you want to share, you can share. And some people shared really cool things. They shared a scripture or a picture. Um, like just neat things that God had spoken to them. And I was like, good job. Like that was awkward, but cool. I'm glad it worked for you. Um, but then a few days later, I was in a bit of a spiral with life. Um, and instead of just throwing out a quick prayer of like, this is what's on my mind, God, um, I grabbed my journal and I started writing it out so that it was kind of in one place. And, um, and then instead of just like closing my journal and heading off for the next thing, I waited and I said, okay, God, do you want to? Do you want to speak to me? Like, is there a question I'm supposed to be asking? What is the question I'm supposed to be asking? Is there something, like, am I asking the wrong questions? Like, what's, what's up? Um, and after I waited for a while, I felt like turning to Job. And so I flip over to Job. And not like, life wasn't falling apart. It was just normal, like, I have a toddler, and sometimes he's hard, and life is busy. Like, it was, that was all that was going on. It wasn't, anyways. But I turned to the page, I turned to Job, and I started reading, just I kind of opened it to Job 38, which is where the Lord starts speaking to Job. And my eyes kind of fell upon, have you ever given orders to the morning or, sh or shown the dawn its place that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. This kind of goes on. Have you ever, have you entered the storehouses of the snow or seen the storehouses of the hail? Kind of continues. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you watch 
Do you watch when the doe bears her fawn? Um, so it wasn't like, it wasn't anything super specific to what I was struggling with at that moment. Um, but I just, I kind of read that and I really felt like, I kind of felt this peace that God knows the plan. Like, I don't have to have a plan. I don't know how all of this child-rearing stuff fits together and what the right decisions are to make. Um, I just kind of really, yeah, I really felt like this, this sense of peace. And there wasn't fireworks. I just read that, and it just really resonated with how, how I was feeling. And so that was my attempt number two. I was like, that was a little less awkward. That was good. Um, and then over the last number of months, um, I've been using this method more and more. Um, and I've honestly, I found it to be really helpful and, and actually pretty exciting. And I, I feel like it's becoming more my go-to. When I'm faced with an issue, I'm actually asking, okay, God, help me. What, like, I want to listen. I want, to, I want you to speak into this situation. Um, expecting that God is going to answer, that God wants to answer me. Um, and one really cool example um, happened just after New Year's. Um, so Chelsea Ferguson um, is a, a girl from our church, and she's right now in Mexico with YWAM. Um, and Chelsea was home for Christmas, and she happened, um, she happened to come over to our house and then got, like, the roads closed, and... Um, and so she was, she'd stayed, I think it was after New Year's Eve, and she had come back, and so then she's there, and she's got to get back to um, Toronto to catch her plane to go to, back to Mexico. And the roads close. And so um, the one morning, like, Brian got up really early with her, and they went down to the bus, and the bus isn't running because 21's closed. And I um, am not a Bruce County girl. I mean, I'm trying to be a Bruce County girl, but... Um, the roads, like, really freak me out. Like, I really, I don't, I still am not okay with the roads closing and, like, people driving on roads that are closed. I mean, like, I know you don't drive on the roads that are closed, but in my head, if 21's closed, like, then 9 must be closed, and, like, I can't drive down my street because the roads are bad. Like, I just don't, I don't know. I spun out once on 21, and it was scary, and so, like, I became, like, ah, I don't know. Anyways, so I'm completely irrational. Like, if if they're calling for bad weather, I get like a little bit like, oh, we shouldn't go anywhere. We should just stay home and we should, like, you shouldn't go anywhere. Like Jill, Jill, Jill Brown from our church, she works in Walkerton. Like I get very nervous when she's like driving night shifts in the winter because I'm like, Jill, be careful. And she's fine. She's fine. Everybody's fine. But I am not. Um, so, <laughs> um, so anyways, so Chelsea has to get to the bus. Okay. Sorry. I'm really, I'm rambler. Okay. Um, but Chelsea has to get home, and so Brian, this is like 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30, and Brian's like, I'm going to drive Chelsea to Toronto. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Because um, in my head, Chelsea shouldn't be going because it's bad weather, and so none of you should go, should go. and especially not off on the roads, and I'm not okay. So, but I can't say that because Chelsea actually has to catch her flight and actually has to go, and um, Brian's actually really smart and doesn't make decisions about like recklessly driving on roads he's he'll make good decisions um but they go so th so they go off and I'm like at home with the kids like like watching the weather <laughs> because it's helpful for some reason it's not um and I am kind of like telling myself it's okay but like 
almost, you know, having a panic attack and um, imagining like the worst case scenarios, like, you know, they're going to be stranded and then they're going to get frostbite and then it's going to be like bad. Anyways, so, um, so I put Eli, Eli's my littlest, he goes down for a nap. And um, so I sat down on my bed with my journal. I started crying. Like, I'm like, I'm not okay. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, but I started naming my anxious thoughts for what they were to say, like, this is not good. <laughs> this is not from God. This is like, and I just started confessing them to God. And I wrote in my journal. And, you know, like, I think I kind of started asking questions and saying, like, okay, Lord, like, like I, I feel like God had asked me, you know, what are you afraid of? And I was like, I'm afraid of being left, like, that something's going to happen to Brian and I'm just going to be left. And, um, and God was like, you know that, like, I'm actually protecting him? Like, you know that I'm actually, look after you guys? Um, and so I'm still, you know, like, I'm praying. And, uh, and I just prayed, Lord, I need some comfort. Like, give me, let, help me to hear your comfort. And uh, I, I, I listened for a while, and then I wrote down Psalm 146. And it was, like, really clear, like, Psalm 146. And I was like, okay, that was really clear. I don't know Psalm 146. That's probably from God. So I started flipping through my Bible. Because, so pause, like, when we're writing this, like, we don't know if it's from God or from us. Like, it's hard to tell. Like, that takes some discernment. That takes some faith. That takes some stepping out of the boat and writing it down and being like, help me, God. Is that from you? Is that from me? Um, but I was in that place. I wrote down Psalm 146, and I thought, that's probably from God, because that's not something that I think about. So I started flipping through Psalms, and as I'm getting higher into the Psalms, and I'm like, the book of Psalm is ending very soon. I actually don't think Psalm goes up this high. So that was probably from me, not from God. That was kind of where my head went. But then I, I landed um, on Psalm, 46, Psalm 146, which is one of the last Psalms. And it said, do not put your trust in princes, in mortal men who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, the Lord who remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the alien and sustains the fatherless and the widow. He frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. And I read that and I was like, thank you, Lord. Like, thank you. I was, in my, like, anxious rambling, like, I was forgetting that God looks after us. That God, that God is actually in control. That he is actually sovereign. That he actually cares about us. Um, and so I just started... You know, like, I'm, I'm just sitting there now thanking God. And Caleb, who's my middle son, he comes to, my, to the door. I was in my room. And he's like, hi, Mommy. And I was like, buddy, I'm just having some time with Jesus right now. And he's like, okay. And he goes. And he comes back like five seconds later. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm, I'm trying to just have some time with God right now. And he's like, I know. I brought my Bible. And <laughs> so Caleb comes in with this. And 
This is like Caleb's like a new reader. So like sitting next to a new reader. <laughs> He's not quiet. <laughs> so he opens up his Bible. So we're both now sitting on my bed. And like I've got my Bible open and I'm like wanting to spend more time with God. Sorry, it sounds like a bad mom, but I, I'm like, you just go play. Like I want to just read right now. I need God right now. And Caleb opens up his Bible and he reads, since there was no rain, there was not much food. Even Elijah had no food, but God took care of Elijah. He showed Elijah a brook where he could get water. Elijah lived by the brook. Ravens brought him bread and meat every morning. They brought him bread and meat every evening. And Elijah drank water from the brook. Took a little bit longer for Caleb to read that. Um, but he read it and I was like, buddy, that was a great story. And like that really affirmed what God had just read to me about how he takes care of people. And like then I thought, maybe he'll go off and play now. <laughs> no, he's going to continue. So then he flips to the next page. And this is from 1 Kings 17. And it's the story of Elijah and the widow. And it's a great story. I w I'm going to talk too long, so I won't actually read the whole thing. But like, that's the one. If you are ever struggling with, does God look after me? Go and read that. 1 Kings, uh, 1 Kings 17. So the story is Elijah goes to this widow and asks for water food, food, and the, he go, goes there and the lady's like, sorry, like, I've got just enough food for me and my son, and like, then we're going to die, so sorry, bud, and, um, and, and Elijah says, like, no, um, bring me, like, bring me what you have, make me, make me some bread, um, and then make some for you, and bring me your jars, and like, his jar, her jar of oil never, never ran out, so she makes this bread for Elijah. It's a great story. That was a butcher of it, but it's a good story. So, um, so then Caleb keeps reading, and then he just, he just continued to the point that I just closed my Bible, and I just listened to him, because I was like, clearly God wanted me to hear these stories of how he's pr provided for his family over and over and over and over and over. And then in all of this, like, the phone rings, and it's Brian, and they're in Harriston, and so they've made it out of Kincardine. Nobody died, and and he's like, the roads are fine, Heather. Like, they're fine. He said, five minutes outside of Kincardine, it's crystal clear. And that's the thing that I still haven't understood about living in Bruce County that doesn't make sense to my world. So um, that's why I, anyways. But, but they were fine. And God, God was calming my spirit and speak, like ministering to me through my son and through his word. Um, yeah, so that's a really long story. Um, but... That was, a, that was a neat image, a, a neat time where God really answered really clearly to, to what I was speaking. And I've had times, like if, I sh if you looked through my journal, there's like lots of times where it doesn't like end up really nice and clear. And there's like not like, a, oh, that makes so much sense what that picture meant. Like one time I was praying and I, picture, I had this picture of a punching bag. And I was like, am I a punching bag? Am I treating somebody else like a punching bag? Should I take up kickboxing? Like, I was like, really? Like, that's kind of, like, what was happening. And I still, I still have no idea what that image meant and what it had to do with anything. And maybe it was just indigestion. But the whole idea is to try to step out and try that. Because maybe that's how God wants to speak to you. And, and this is just a method. Like, this is not, this is not, like, from Luke chapter 6, Jesus says this is how to pray. Like, no, this is, just, this is just a way, this is just a tool that might help you if you try it. Um, there might be a different way that God's going to speak to you. But I think the biggest thing is just 
to try it and, and to practice. Um, um, for a lot of my life, I have been a dancer. So I, I grew up dancing. I taught dance for a lot of years. Um, I do a lot of ballet, and I'm, I'm really comfortable with ballet. That's like, that's my world, um, or used to be my world. Um, and I, like, I can confidently say, like, I know how to do ballet. I could walk into a ballet class and feel OK. Um, but a few weeks ago at Jamie and Lori's um, uh, barn dance, um, Philip taught everybody how to polka. Um, and if we had more time, I'd get him to, to teach us all right now. But, um, uh, but I could have easily sat there that night and been like, because like he was inviting everybody out to like to come and try polka, and like I could have easily been like, I'm not gonna, I don't need to learn that. I already know how to dance. I can dance. It's no problem. I don't need to. I don't need to learn something new. That's like he's saying poop. That sounds awkward. Like I just, um, he was doing like. It was a rhyme to remember how to do it. Anyways, you can ask Philip to teach you and show you. It is great. Um, but I, like, I didn't have to try that. I could have felt really comfort, comfortable not. Um, or I could step out of my comfort zone, and I could learn something new and try a different way of dancing um, that, frankly, is a little bit awkward and a little bit uncomfortable. Like, especially when you're a ballerina, Jenna. Yes, Jenna's also a ballerina. She was also there trying polka that night. And her and I could, like, agree that this is, like, ballerinas, we are taught to stand a certain way. And, you know, anyways. And that was, like, kind of blowing that out. Um, but I, I tried it, and I had so much fun. And it was a great experience. And, like, I'm not the best polka person now. I, I didn't try it once and then be like, see, great, I'm going to show you all how to polka. Like, um, I, but I had fun, and I tried it. And, um, and if I wanted to like, learn how to do that really well, like, I'd have to practice. I'd have to, I'd have to learn. I'd have to try it. I'd have to, um, and yeah, anything, anything worth learning is worth practicing. And I believe that listening to God is worth doing and is worth learning how to do. And so if you're uncomfortable doing it, I want to really encourage you to try and to practice. And like, it doesn't have to be this technique. It can be a different one. But, but try it. Um, we're not going to get it perfect right, right away. It's going to feel awkward. Um, but John 10 says, um, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. But how do we listen to his voice if we've never tried? Like, how do we listen to his voice if we're not willing to take the time to listen? Um, we need to learn what God sounds like. We need to be reading our Bible to understand, okay, what words does God use? God will never, ever, ever contradict his, his Bible, his word. Like, so if you have a, well, Brian did a whole sermon on that. You can go back and listen. Um, but like, you know, like you, we need to know what his word says so that we know what it sounds like so that we can follow him and we can recognize his voice um, and if you've never done that before, it's scary and it's awkward. And um, but I, I encourage you to try it. And so, um, so this again, right here, journal. You write down H dot dot your initial dot dot. Write down your question. Write down G dot dot. Write down your his answer. If that is really awkward for you, try this. Get rid of those. And just write down a question. And then wait and see what God says. And then write it down. If you feel uncomfortable putting words into God's mouth, 
like putting that G, that's okay. Just, just try it. Just give it a shot. And um, I'm done, I think. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, give it a shot. Thanks. So where are you at with your relationship with God? Are you feeling just so comfortable with God in your little box? Or are you willing to go deeper in your relationship with him? To stretch how you relate to him? To seek what he wants in your life? Are you willing to step out and feel a little awkward. Again, with this, all this hearing God stuff, all this listening prayer stuff that we're talking about, if you're here today and you don't want to follow Jesus, you haven't accepted his love, don't even worry about trying to listen to him. Get right with him first. Maybe today's the best day to make that decision and to say, God, I want this relationship with you, but I first need to just invite you into my life and I need to just surrender it to you. If you've made that decision, but Sunday morning is the only time that you really connect with God, then you need to dust off that Bible that's on your shelf somewhere or pick one up at the front door and start going through it. Start reading through one of the Gospels. It's in the New Testament. Read through the life of Jesus. Get to know the heart of God. Because if you're trying to listen to God in this or any other way, but you don't know his word, you're going to get really confused because there are lots of other voices out there. We need to know what God sounds like and what God will say to us, to know whether it is God or not. That's our filter. Scripture is our filter. But if you're here tonight, today, and you have accepted Christ into your life, and you want to follow him, if you've been reading his word, and you want to go deeper, I want to just encourage you to take whatever that next step is in your life even if it feels a little awkward. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Heather, for her willingness to step out, to step out not only in wanting to have a deeper relationship with you, wanting to hear what you want to say, and feeling awkward in that, but stepping out also to, to share her awkwardness and, and to share her heart. Father, we ask that you would help us to step out even if it feels awkward. Because learning something is awkward. Growing is awkward. But Lord, take away the pride that's hindering us from being awkward before you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.
Amen.